0: Psalm nine eight, and he judges the world with righteousness; he judges the peoples with uprightness. Psalm is the second half. uh, Psalm nine verse eight is the second half of verse seven. Here, verse seven introduced Yahweh sitting on the throne. The throne is established for justice, and from that throne, God judges the world with righteousness. Judges the peoples with uprightness. And these are parallel statements. It's a a poetic set, so to speak. And judging, executing judgment put side by side. uh, the, The peoples and the world set side by side. Righteousness and uprightness or equity set side by side. And so together, this synonymous parallelism is intended to help us see that God judges everyone fairly. So God judges. What, what is that? What's going on there? Judgment is when God uh, looks down and parses out what was right and what was wrong. And ultimately, since God has called humanity to be obedient to him, when someone is in the wrong, ultimately they stand under God's judgment for disobeying him in the way that they've treated others. So God judges who stands in the right and who stands in the wrong. And he doesn't just judge a certain set of people. He's not just uh, the, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals judge. He's not just the judge over a single state in the United States or a country. No, his jurisdiction extends over the whole world and to all peoples. And how does God execute this judgment? He executes his judgment in righteousness, with uprightness, with equity, with fairness. God is not a partial judge. God is impartial. I live in the state of Minneapolis. A lot of people are tuning in to the Derek Chauvin trial, and the just there's people on both sides of uh, this. this conviction needs to happen, this conviction needs to happen. I'm not going to speak to that. I am going to speak to the desire for justice. Everyone wants justice. When a judge prepares the jury to uh, adjudicate a case, the, the judge will instruct the jury. This is from the American Bar Association. The judge instructs the jury about the relevant laws that should guide its deliberations. And going on, in giving the instructions, the judge will state the issues in the case and define any terms or words that may not be familiar to the jurors. Here, or she will discuss the standard of proof that jurors should apply to the case. Beyond a reasonable doubt in a criminal case, preponderance of the evidence in a civil case. The judge may read sections of applicable laws. The judge will advise the jury that it is the sole judge of the facts and of the credibility, believability of witnesses. He or she will note that the jurors are to base their conclusions on the evidence as presented in the trial and that the opening and closing arguments of the lawyers are not evidence. And so the, what we, can we take from this? In, in human uh, understanding, in the way that we carry out judgment, we work for beyond a reasonable doubt and we work to judge these things on facts and credibility but god is different from us in two ways the first way is that god doesn't need to prove things beyond a reasonable doubt he's omniscient he knows all things so his judgment is done with full clarity the second difference between God and us is that though jurors are intended to judge solely based on facts and on credibility all humans are partial but God judges in complete and total righteousness and so this is a comfort for the righteous and it is something to be feared for the unrighteous and so We can praise and thank God for his fairness, for his equity, for the way that he treats all of us according to what we deserve. And that he's not a a partial judge, he's an impartial judge. And so, God, we praise you for those of us who have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. Your fairness is an encouragement. Because we know that we do not deserve forgiveness, but you've granted it out of compassion. And we know that those who continue to rebel against you and commit atrocities in this world will not get away with it. That you judge in fairness and equity. So God, for those that don't know you, I pray that your fair judgment would cause them to turn from their sin to find forgiveness in Christ, and to receive the cleansing and transformation that you offer through Jesus by your spirit. And so I pray that you would bring about both of those realities, comfort for the righteous and conviction for the unrighteous. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. That is Psalm 9 verse 8.